Welcome to episode two of Stories with Shane. Thank you all for tuning in to the first episode, and I am excited to announce that this episode is now available on the following platforms. We have Anchor.fm, which is where I do the production of this podcast. And, of course, naturally, it is also on Spotify, which is directly tied into Anchor FM. As of yesterday, I have put in applications and I have been approved for Amazon Music, Apple Podcast, and I am currently working on Google Podcast. Apparently, that process takes a few days since I'm new and... I'll continue to follow up on that every day. There are a few more websites that I can apply to right now. And this afternoon, I'm going to look into those as well, including Stitcher being one of them. And then some other sites I'm not as well-versed or familiar with. And the other website I'm going to work on this afternoon is YouTube. YouTube is one of the sites I use the most personally. And... That's where I consume all sorts of content, audio, video, or hell, just a little bit of both. So I would like to experiment with YouTube as well and maybe do some videos for you. And um, some platforms I will not be on. Number one will be Facebook. Number two will be TikTok. Number three, Instagram. Number four, Twitter. Those four platforms I probably will not be on, except just to have a portal so you could just log on Twitter and just see an update. Hey, I got a new episode. Tweet. And then you can go to it. Those four sites, toxic as hell. Just not interested. Facebook's the least toxic, but you know how Facebook is. You've got your family on there, and it's just, you know what it's like sharing stuff with people you know. And you know how cringeworthy it can be. So we're going to pass on that. That's why I always laugh at how they have Facebook gaming as a live service. And I'm sitting here thinking, how the hell do they expect that to be successful? <laughs> I don't want my real life friends watching me play games. They might learn some words that they're not used to me saying. You know, especially when I'm playing Elden Ring and I'm getting pissed the fuck off at Market or Godric or one of those bosses on there. But alas, today's episode is about WWE. Wrestling. You know how I told you the first episode, we say it here, wrestling, not wrestling, wrestling. Um, so, last Friday, I went and saw WWE's Friday Night Smackdown Live, and it was quite an interesting experience, to be honest. Um, just a little background on when I got interested in pro wrestling, I had a friend named Lewis. Um, we were about 12, 13, or I was rather, he's a little older than me, but I was about 12 or 13 years old and they would have wrestling every Friday night on local TV. I think it was like UPN back then. Now they call it the CW and I would tune in sometimes and I was just like, man, what is this shit? And so one evening he's like, man, you got to watch an episode with me. So we did and I... I was hooked. I was like, this is so cool. Of course, back then, I didn't know it was all choreographed either. I was kind of bought into the actual story part of it. I had no idea what kayfabe even was. But, you know, for a good few months there, man, 
I was just hooked, line, and sinker. And that eventually led me to getting the WWE video games. And, you know, in the past, I love playing fighting games. And that right there just sent me off. If you hear it, though, that was me hitting my headset. <laughs> but, um, other than that, you know, we had a good time watching it. He kind of told me about how it works. And I followed it for about two, three good years. I would play the video games as they come out. And then I started having this pattern to where I'd kind of dip out of pro wrestling for about two or three years. Next time I picked it up was about 2015 because when I was dating... Um, back then, she's just my girlfriend. When I was dating my wife, she had brothers, and they loved watching wrestling. And just just to kind of fit in, I started watching it back on the side, kind of speeding back up on who's who, what's what. Hell, I went to a game store, and I bought, like, the latest used copy of WWE for, like, the PlayStation. And then from there on... I kind of got back on the same cycle. I watched it for a good year. I got into the games, watched the pay-per-views, and it was a good time, especially knowing what I know now. So after that time, after about a year of watching wrestling, I just kind of fizzled out, tapered off, just like I did before. No real reason. It's just It just kind of got stale. That's one of the main criticism I've always had of WWE is like, they have all these superstars, and they, they'll keep the same guy, for example, holding the world championship for almost a year straight. Like, shake it up a little bit. Move some guys up. Move some guys down. Wrestling needs to be more like SEC sports to where, like, it could be chaotic. You might not know who will win every time. Like, even though, yeah, you have the top dogs, say, in football, like Alabama and Georgia and stuff, they can lose, too. It's just they, I don't know, they really protect their stars and they don't move the belts around. It just, after so many pay-per-views, you've seen the same matches over and over. It just gets stale. So, a few years off. And then, um, this year, I got back into it again because I wanted to play the new WWE 2K22 video game. Which, I, if you like fighting games get it they have simplified the controls enough to where you could pretty much pick it up figure it out after about four or five matches and you're gold and they have and it's fun making your own wrestler doing a storyline you can do you can even have your own wwe mode to where it's like you run the show you call the shots you book the matches you do all the stuff you can either play the matches or simulate them it's pretty fun doing that stuff, and the game just runs great. And that's that's how I got back into it recently. So what I did just out of curiosity after playing the game is I've started tuning into the shows here and there. I would watch them. I would record them on my DVR, and I would just kind of skip through and watch them. And I still do this right now. You know, for the past couple of months, I've been watching them, and then. For two months there, we had Peacock, and WrestleMania was on there, and oh my god, that was awesome. Um, seeing Stone Cold come back, it's just, it was the perfect time, so. I thought, alright, sure, let's get back in this a little bit more. So I great stuff, I watched some of the Arab promotions, like AEW. It was okay, I just don't know anybody over there. 
I mean, and all the old WWE stars over there are kind of aged a bit. And they're just like playing these goofy-ass characters. I just can't jive with it, really. And so, around tax season, uh, whenever the taxes were due, I would say, I think that was middle of March, middle of April. I don't know. I'm not very versed on my taxes. I just know I owe them every year. Fuck them. But... Anyway, I um, they were running a deal for tax season, and it was two for one, our local arena in, in the middle of the state here in Arkansas. They said, well, basically, if you buy one ticket at face value, you get the other for free. So I got on Ticketmaster. I was like, you know, how much are tickets of these? I started kind of looking. And, of course, you know, with those promotions, they'll have certain seats open, certain sections. Like, other ones will be blocked off. And I was just like, yeah, usually these deals are kind of fucking shitty, but I opened it anyway, and I was looking at the app, and I was like, you know, these aren't bad seats. It's lower bowl. I mean, you got a good view. There's really not a bad view, unless your nose bleeds. So, anyway, I got a couple of tickets. I asked my wife, I was like, hey, would you want to go to this? Because it's a two-for-one, like... If we're going to go watch this, just to say we've done it, like, this cheapest we're ever going to get to see it. And so, we just thought, sure, why not? Just trying to, just something to go to. Because, shit, concert tickets are fucking outrageous these days. Like, 200 bucks a ticket to go see Chris Stapleton? Shit, like, I'm going to fall asleep during half the set. Fuck that. I'm not knocking the guy. He's got decent music, but... God damn, sometimes it just kind of puts me to sleep. There's just no other way of saying it. It's like, dude, like, get those guitars out. Like, channel some Leonard Skinner. Like, get it going, bro. But, yeah, 200 bucks a ticket for that. Fuck that. And, you know, I threw a fit about paying about 130 for Metallica. Each ticket's for that. And... But then I got to realize if you're paying one thirty for a big big band, that's probably the best you're going to get. And we saw Journey for about that price, and shit, that was worth it. But anyway, it's going to be harder and harder to find experiences, like concert experiences, for good value, especially with this recession pressing down hard. So we thought, yeah, why not go see wrestling? It's good, cheap, fun. Hell, we pay eighty bucks, and that includes all the ticket master fees, the ticket insurance, in case we just decided, fuck it, we didn't want to go and get our money back. All that was covered for eighty dollars. Not a bad deal. And so, you know, um, we got the tickets. It's just a matter of time waiting for the event. So every week, I'd get on there on Channel Sixteen Fox, and I'd watch SmackDown Friday nights. Sometimes I'd watch it live. Sometimes I'd just watch the recording the next day. Just to kind of get caught up with the story. Okay, this guy's got the belt. These two teams are feuding against each other. You know, Ronda Rousey just beat Charlotte Flair for the title. So she's the champion. Charlotte's hurt. She's not really hurt. You know, story-wise, she's hurt. I was just kind of tuning back into the whole shebang. And so... Let's go ahead and fast forward to Friday night. Actually, I guess I want to preface this by saying SmackDown as a show is two hours, 7 o'clock to 9 o'clock on Fox. And what they do a lot of times is at least 25% of the show is video vignettes to where they will recap what has happened in the story from the previous weeks in case you're tuning in for the first time in like two or three weeks. Um, 
They'll show events from earlier that night, especially the later it gets. Uh, they'll show certain promotions and wrestlers and uh, just little video clips. Like, they're doing a deal with the Special Olympics, so, like, they show, like, a two-minute deal of kind of, like, what they're doing with those kids. And, of course, that's all pretty cool. But that's part of the show. And that kind of leads into what I'm going to bitch about later. Just setting up the scene here right now. And... You know, SmackDown usually has about five matches, you know, various lengths. You know, your longest match is probably going to be about 15 minutes. And your shortest match could be like a minute. Like it gets botched right away for some reason. And then, you know, the uh, each match starts out the same way. You have the wrestlers. They'll come out. They'll do their entrance, walk down the ramp, you know, do whatever bullshit they do. And then they get in the ring. And then the other opponent, they'll get in the ring, do the same thing. And then ring the bell, you fight. And then after someone, you know, gets pinned, count to three, or like they get put like in a, like a figure four leg lock, like a submission move you see at the UFC. Like eventually when they tap their hands like this, tap, 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 that means the match is over. They submit. Those are two ways you usually win a match. But that's how the show works in general. So now I'm going to kind of get to the meat and potatoes of the show. Our experience seeing this show live. All right. So, as you can tell, this is probably a clip that sounds a little different from the rest. That's because I've spliced it together. Um, I wanted to take a few minutes off of recording and just kind of get my thoughts together on my whole experience here. Um, you know, going to the venue wasn't bad itself. Parking's fine. It was easy to get in. Concession signs were, you know, the concessions are long, but that's always any venue you go to. But anyway, the show started about 6.45, which is about 15 minutes before it goes live on TV. And so what they do first is they have a few wrestlers come out and they wrestle what they call a dark match. Basically, this is a match that only you get to see live. It's not televised. And... Yeah, and it's usually amateur wrestlers, guys that are just kind of getting started with the company. You don't see them much. And you could tell by the way, you know, they did their wrestling that, you know, they're kind of new to the game. But, you know, regardless, it was a fun match. And um, by that time, once one of the wrestlers exited, um, some pyrotechnics went off. And that's when we found out we're sitting pretty close to the pyro. And basically where we were sitting in the arena was when you're watching wrestling on TV, the camera faces one side of the arena. We were on the side that the camera faces, but we were to the left, like just before you get to the edge of the Jumbotron. So we got to kind of see them exit the backstage, walk out on the ramp. That's kind of where we were sitting and it was still a pretty good view in terms of, you know, watching it. There's really not a bad seat in the house. It's just if I could do it again, I think I would sit on the other side of the arena, kind of at the other corner. That way I don't have a lot of pyro going off in my ear. <laughs> I mean, one time it rang. I was like, oh, shit, this isn't good. But, you know, so... When it came time for the show to start, they had a clock across the arena so that you could kind of see what time it was. And I guess that was for TV purposes. Once 7 o'clock hit, 
they started showing uh, some footage on the Jumbotron, kind of recapping what happened on the last episode of SmackDown. And it was about a couple of minutes. And then the show intro happened, and you pretty much got the full experience. The pyro went off. The music started just as you would hear on TV. And the main difference... If you watch it on television and you hear it live, is that you cannot hear the announcers. Like, that's only for television. So what you hear is the person that walks in the ring and announces what kind of match it'll be beforehand. And then just the actual wrestling itself. But they have segments, like when the show first started, the tag team champions came out. And they uh, talked for about five or six minutes. That's what they call cutting a promo. And... You could hear that over the PA. It's just like the television announcers. You couldn't hear them. But uh, another thing about the announcers is when they walked out kind of in between that dark match and the start of the show, like that's when Michael Cole, the main announcer, came out there to his own music. And then that's when Pat McAfee came out to his music. Uh, I think his is Southern Nation Army by the White Stripes. And he, uh, Pat McAfee, for those of you who don't know, Former NFL player, used to play for the Colts. He was a punter. Um, he retired a few years ago. I think one of the main reasons, because the owner, Jim Ursay, is a huge asshole. <laughs> and other than the fact that Pat was ready to retire also. but um, So what Pat did in between is he started one of the biggest sports shows out there. I mean, his show is the Joe Rogan of just pure sports. Except that, you know, he's not as controversial as Joe Rogan, to be honest with you. But, um, he's not as bald either. Not as buff as well. Anyway, so. After the show gets started, the guys cut the promo, everything. There were a couple more wrestlers that walked out there. And they kind of had a beef. They did like a quick little, I'm going to kick your ass, I'm going to kick your ass. Just flopped around in the ring a bit. You know, um, I'm not sure if I want to kind of narrate the whole damn thing just because, like, for a lot of people listening, wrestling's not the forte. Um, I mostly just want to cover some of my thoughts about going to see it live, what I liked and what I didn't like. So, what I liked about it was that you got to see the wrestlers in person. Like, you know, on TV, you don't know how big these guys are. Especially, like, the main event wrestlers at the end. They're fucking huge. And one thing that impresses me live is that there are a lot of shots they actually take. Like, when they chop their arm across the chest, you can hear it smack. Like, that's not... You know, because some wrestling moves, like... All wrestling, when they're punching a dude in the face like 10 times, bam, 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 just keeps punching them. That shit's fake. He, they're not making contact. They're just sliding it to the right a little bit. But every time they hit that mat, real. Every time they hit the concrete pad outside, that was real. All the, like, the chops, bam, right across the chest, that was real. Damn, I kind of hurt. I hit my arm there. And all that's real. Basically, wrestling is like professional dancing. I hate to use that analogy, but it's pretty damn close. Like, you know, they're still wrestling. Just like professional dancers are still dancing. It's just everything's kind of choreographed. Like, they know certain moves they're going to do, and certain times they're going to do it. Everyone's on the same page. 
and like the outcomes are predetermined for the matches. That that is for sure. Like, you know, whoever is ahead of the creative will tell them, "Hey, we need you to win this match." And they do it. And anyway. Yeah, one of the positives was getting to see that these guys actually do take some live shots, and I bet they fucking hurt after the match. That's not a lie. Um, another one of the pros is like, you don't really see the commercials. It's nice. But one thing that does suck, though, is during the commercial breaks is that they'll have a wrestler come out there, enter the ring. And when they go on commercial break, they just dim the lights, and the wrestler just stands there. Some commercial breaks, they go around the crowd, do like a, like they put cameras on the kids, it's like hold your signs up, or do some Fortnite dances, or shit like that. And that's, you know, that was fun for the kids, but some breaks, they didn't really do shit. They just showed promotions for like the next pay-per-view, or the next Monday Night Raw. It was just, uh, I just wish there was a little more engagement between the breaks. Um... Other than that, another negative is just how much video watching there was. It really did feel like at least a fourth of the show was just watching videos on the Jumbotron or up on the screen. Because, you know, some stuff was happening backstage. And I don't know. And to me, the matches, there were there were about five matches per the show. And then we got a main event after the show. So basically, after 9 o'clock hit, the announcers went off the stage and they got two of the bigger wrestlers in the company to come out there. And they put on a good 15-minute match. And Cody Rhodes won it. And he stayed out there and hung out the fans ringside for a bit. That's, you know, that's nice of them. But one thing that drove me crazy is, like, you're not going to see... So one thing you got to tell your kids or whoever when you go watch wrestling is you're not going to see everyone that's advertised. And they will say subject to change. And the reason why I say that is because we were supposed to see the main champion of the company, Roman Reigns. Wasn't there. Not one bit. Wasn't even on the TV. His cousins were there. They were the tag team champions. But he wasn't there. It's like, you know, we can't even see the biggest guy in the company. What the hell? Um, and WWE is not the only wrestling I've went and seen. I've seen like three or four amateur wrestling promotions. You know, a couple I've had a real friend wrestle in those, and then a couple I went just for fun. And uh, I don't know. I was glad to go, and I had fun. It was definitely something I could check off my list, but. I talked to my wife about it after the fact, and we both kind of agreed if WWE comes back to town, I don't necessarily think we're going to go see a live airing of Raw, which is on Monday nights, or SmackDown on Friday nights. Just because it's... There's kind of a whole lot of just standing there, and one thing I've always commented about on live TV is like, this is a huge match. How come the crowd's not hyped? Hey, I've been there now. I get it. It's because there's so much shit in between. Like, you might get 10 minutes of pure wrestling to amp you up. But then you've got, like, five minutes of shit to watch on the screen. It's just... I, I don't know. It was nice seeing some of the wrestlers I enjoy. That was pretty cool. 
and just be in there. But honestly, if I were to go to another WWE event, I think I would want to just go to like one of those WWE live house shows. Basically, those are extra shows they do in between Monday and Friday at states that they aren't hitting up. And like they get some wrestlers that they just fight. Like there's no story to tell. There's no promos to shoot. There's like nothing to recap. Like it's five or six matches of just pure fighting start to finish. I think that's what I would want to go see. And you know what the cool thing, the part about that is too, is that it's cheaper than going to see Raw or SmackDown. But that would be my thoughts on the whole wrestling thing. I had a great time. I'm glad I went. But again, like that was just one of those check it off the list type of deals. But if I wanted to go see one again, I just want the wrestling. I don't care about the all the promos and clips. We also got to consider WWE targets a younger demographic. So a lot of that is geared toward that. But you can tell some of the kids are kind of bummed out. They didn't get to see their main wrestler. And it's like, you know how you can just tell? It's like, before we went to the match, a lot of the kids, god dang, they were hopped up. Shit, I was just trying to imagine if I was a kid going to see this. But then it's like, I saw some of the same kids come out there. They're like, yeah, we had a good time. But you could tell it was just mid. Like, eh, eh. Like, they kind of learned the same thing I did. And I hate it for them because, like, that, that those kids, at least, you want to be just as excited as it was before. Because, like, you know, who's to say they're going to make their parents go again? Because they probably thought the same thing I did. That That's kind of sad. But, other than that, um... This is pretty much my only wrestling episode, by the way. I'm not going to talk about all the stuff. Like I said, I like playing the video games. It's just a fun fighting game. The controls are good. I've got my, I've got it set up to where it's pretty competitive. and It's just a fun pick-up-and-play kind of game. And I'll watch some of the live events. Like I'll get Peacock every few months and watch the big pay-per-views just because they put on good shows, but... Yeah, you know, I don't keep up with it regularly. Other than just headlines on Bleacher Report, shit, that's good enough. Like, if you just keep up with it on Bleacher Report, you're pretty tuned in as to what's going on. And, by the way, I'm not sponsored by Bleacher Report, but Bleacher Report, if you're listening, I will gladly take your money, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um... But yeah, this is the only wrestling episode. I just kind of want to tell you what I thought about going to see SmackDown Live. and In case you know somebody that might want to go see it. Or maybe you have some kids one day that like wrestling. Just kind of know what you're getting into. Like, It's not just pure fighting. Like, They might be a little bit let down. And you might have to pay a little bit more than you bargained for on the tickets. Because you know, not always they're going to have that two for one deal. But either way, I'm glad I did it. I marked it off the list. So this episode is going to get published probably as soon as I record it and get it all set up on Anchor today, June the 1st. And I'm going to record another episode during lunch break, and it's going to be episode 3. And I'll probably publish it as well just to get some episodes out there, get some content going on the channel. Um, 
just some house cleaning stuff real quick while I'm at 27 minutes. Um, I don't know the schedule yet. I don't know the frequency. That'll be to, to be determined. I got to figure out like how to set it up to publish, even though I've got five episodes ready. I got to kind of schedule the publishing like I used to do on the blog. I got to figure that out. But uh, episode three would be Star Wars. We're going to talk Star Wars. I got some thoughts on that. Good thoughts, mostly. But thank you all for tuning in. This is the second episode of Stories with Shane. Goodbye.